Egg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyar. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight we're doing a random question generator. Uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us about it. So I like when other like platforms do something like a Q and A because mm -hmm. you you just want to know like a little bit more about them. And like we have each episode as you know one like topic kind of. So I figured this would be more of like a a rapid fire round, you know. Yeah, like instead of people like sending us questions mm -hmm. that they specifically want answered, this kind of just gives a more broad uh, peek into who we are, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's more uh, it's more like um, like conversation starter type things versus like, what's your favorite color? You know? OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I think I had done something similar with my girlfriend when we drove to the Smoky Mountains. We were like, you know, just in the middle of nowhere. And she busted out this like little game that's like, yeah, they're just total like, yeah, just little like situations. And how how would you respond to this situation type of thing? So but anyway, oh, cool. That's a, that's a good like uh, road trip game. Yeah. Or like a drinking game or whatever, you know. <laughs> sure. For sure. So, yeah. Just whenever you're around friends and yeah. So but anyway, let us uh, let us go on. Um, the first one is what song always puts you in a good mood? Ooh, I would have to say more of like a genre, right? I don't know if I have a specific song. Do you? I can think of songs that do put me in a good mood. So like Banana Pancakes by Jack Johnson always puts me in a good mood because it's just like folky and happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I could see Jack Johnson just having th those type of songs for people. He's mm -hmm. generally like uplifting. Yeah, I don't know if I can like pull out a song from my brain right now. Do you have like I will, a band? I don't even know if a band would really like fit into that, but a genre for sure. And that's lo-fi. Like lo-fi okay. hip hop is like that to me is if I need to chill out, like if I'm taking a bath, I'm probably mm -hmm. listening to lo-fi. <laughs> okay, fair. I can you see know. that. It's, it is very like calming. It doesn't, you know, like induce any, I don't know, like workout music really just hypes you up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would ever listen to lo-fi if I was working out. Like I'd just be like, oh, I just want to take a nap on this treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know any, I guess like upbeat kind of folky music, anything with like a, like a mandolin or a banjo in it really makes me happy. Something about that twang. See, I feel like you, that's like your genre, right? Like that's kind of what you gravitate towards. And I gravitate towards like really more like serious and like emotionally driven music, whether that be rap, rock, whatever, you know, umbrella genre. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, whenever I want to like chill, I always just think about just like lo-fi or like instrumental with like no lyrics or anything like that. Nothing that I have to like look deeply into to find mm -hmm. the meaning of the song or like yeah so it depends because like if i'm cleaning the house i listen to trap music like i want really some like hardcore hip-hop yeah that's funny <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a situational thing i can't huh. listen to like happy folky shit when i'm like scrubbing grout it just doesn't do it for me <laughs> so if you're like out like at a bar you don't want to listen to trap music because you're reminded of cleaning mm, depends on the bar <laughs> It's real okay. I don't mind some trap music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, shall we move on to the next question? Sure. Ooh, how much do you plan for the future? Ooh. Um. For me, it really depends. Sometimes I forget I have like laundry to do, and I'm like, oh, I'll do that Thursday, and then Thursday happens, I'm like, fuck, I'm not doing laundry. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say for like the sake of the question, let's just say five years. I don't, I don't think I plan that far out. I think I usually plan like a year. Like, do I have some things that I like to, you know, set up long-term? Sure. Uh, like saving money, things like that. Credit scores. Yeah. Um, but I really think I only have probably like the next year I would say like planned. I have ideas for five years from now. I have a plan. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to like have a concrete plan for five years. I mean, anything could happen. You could exceed the goals that you have. You could, yeah. you know, you could fall short of those goals. 
Um, I mean, life can take you in a bunch of different ways in five years, but I think the older that I get, the more that I do think about five years out, like five years out in my thirties was like, okay, I would like to own a home and I'm going to work really hard towards that. I would like to, you know, have a stable partner, you know, I'm going to work towards that, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So like, I guess big in the big, big things, you know, in life big ticket items, I guess, if you want to call them that. I mean, I guess not a, a, a relationship is not a big ticket item. Okay. I mean, let's the ultimate checklist. Yeah. But as far as like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess I do. I guess I do more than what I think I do. If that makes any sense. <laughs> okay. I plan okay. more than I think. That's fair. I mean, sometimes things just happen and fall into place and you're like, hell yeah, let's keep doing more of this. Right, exactly. <laughs> right on. What are some... Ooh, this one's interesting. This was not something I anticipated, but I guess I didn't know what I anticipated. This okay. one says, what are some good and bad things about the education system in your country? Oh, man. Uh, I uh, Like, the first thing that came to my mind was the food that we that i at least got in my education the cafeteria <laughs> uh, food the cafeteria food was was pretty bad as far as like even health wise it was bad you know what i'm oh, saying oh yeah there was like i went to several different high schools but one of them like you could get french fries every single day if yeah. you wanted to I'm that like, was that, that shouldn't be normal that was my high school they had french fries at like multiple places like you could go to like the snack line which was like mm-hmm. cookies and candy bars and like french fries i mean you could even get it in that line that the french fries were like a staple oh, in yeah. my high school yeah and you could like you could get multiple pieces of pizza granted of course you'd have to pay for it but i mean like mm-hmm. and then there was like the upgraded line which would be like mcdonald's or uh oh man what else did they have they had they definitely had some pretty bad stuff in there looking back at it. But I don't know. I mean, I guess there is something to say for like younger people who in that age group are more active generally, but that's a pretty harsh generalization too. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's a it's a huge topic, but I would say like if I had to pick like one good thing, and like one bad thing, um, one good thing. Hmm, I'm actually having a hard time picking a good thing. But one bad thing I would just say is like the the cuts to like smaller programs really like cut deep, you know, um, yeah. like art classes are constantly being defunded. Um, one year when I was. Uh, I think I was a s- sophomore. I can't remember. Um, the entire art department almost got cut from our high school just to like fund other things. And I was like, you, you can't just completely eliminate a whole branch like from the high school. What the hell? Yeah, that's, uh, that's depressing. Um, I'm also trying to think of something good to say about my, uh, I'll say this. I will say that the, the grants, that you can get to go to college mm. are generally pretty good. Uh, that's true. I did have a lot of encouragement towards um, like going to college, I guess was a pretty neat thing. Like they did have programs where you could take, you know how there's like AP classes and then there's classes that count for like college credits. Right. Um, like it was cool that that was available. Right. Yeah. You could basically take a class at your local community college, right? Yeah. You get like shuttled. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if they had shuttling here, but they most certainly like allowed you, they gave you like a special pass to leave the campus to mm. go do your, your college class at the community college, you know, which was like, I don't know, four miles down the road. So it wasn't very far, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I mean I guess when I think of like education I'm thinking of like high school primarily cuz those were like my most like cognitive years, you know? Sure. 
but um, yeah, it was a I, hard time. <laughs> I will say that I did like the block scheduling that we had. So instead of having, you know, like eight classes in one day at 45 minutes to an hour classes, we had four classes a day at like an hour and a half. So I guess okay. that was kind of cool. Or maybe it was more than an hour and a half. It depended on the class, I think. But yeah, I mean, that wasn't terrible. I found it like easier to focus on the subject. But if you were in a class that you hated, I mean, it can drag on. Oh, man. For yeah. that day, you know. I had a couple of those. I was in debate at one point. Cause I thought I was like, oh, well, this will help me like hone my research skills. And it did, but there's a lot of other things that I didn't enjoy about debate, like timing your breaths in a sentence so you can speak as fast as possible without interrupting yourself. Like this blows. <laughs> that's honestly something that I would have never thought about. And I thought, I think that's kind of interesting really. So <laughs> I would have probably I, liked that about that class. I would probably appreciate it more, but mm. when it's like, you know, 8.30 in the morning and, you know, I'm like a little 17-year-old degenerate, I was like, I don't care about timing my breaths. Right. <laughs> I've got better stuff to do, like listen, listen to emo bands and nap. smoke cigarettes behind the dumpster, okay? Like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, this one's also about school, but it's nicer. It's who is your best friend in elementary school? Oh, my friend, Steve, he was my homie. Like every time I think about, uh, like being like a, a, a kid who loved like sort of both the indoors and the outdoors, I think mm -hmm. about Steve and I being like, we were really big into aggressive inline skating uh, like before, okay. before skateboarding was a thing before skateboarding was a thing. Sure. I know some of you guys will probably get your, your panties in a bunch about it, but you know, um, but, uh, so we were into that, but we were super into video games. So, I mean, we would spend sort of both of our, you know, both, you know, in both places, spend our time in both places. So I don't know. Interesting. I don't think I had one, like best friend in elementary school because for me elementary school was i started public school in fourth grade before that i was homeschooled mm. and then um sixth grade is the end of elementary school and then you go to middle school for seventh and eighth so i only had two years in elementary um i mean i had some kids i hung out with i would say that there was more of like a little a little group that i was a part of you know there was like me and like three other girls and we would hang out a lot hmm. but yeah sleepovers and whatnot draw each other pictures i honestly like don't remember there being very many groups in elementary school like it was more like one-on-one -on -one connections at least for me maybe maybe i was just like not aware of the fact that there was like clicks in elementary school <laughs> i don't know if we were a click because i don't like we all like each of us in that group also had other friends mm. it was just they were like our like our center of the group, you know, because sure. if any of us had like a birthday party or a pool party or whatever, like those central people were always there and got invited, you know, and then other people, right. you know, became more optional. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how that works. I mean, I even have a friend group like that today uh, where it's kind of like some people just don't have as strong of a bond with one another but they're still part of the group of friends yeah. so it's it's quite interesting to like see the dynamic of that it's usually because like those people haven't hung out they just hang out like at group situations yeah yeah and sometimes that causes conflict but i mean fortunately we're adults so you know it doesn't like it doesn't ever boil over so to speak Nah, we passive about it in our old age. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's either that or we're just like, okay, well, I guess we're we're stuck together now because like once you like once you have a friend group that's really concrete at in your thirties, you're kind of like mm -hmm. stuck with them. You, and I say that loosely. <laughs> you're not stuck with people, but 
I mean, you're Friendships probably come and go a lot less as you get older. Like when you're a kid or in school, like you could be friends with someone for like a week and then never remember them again. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even in my 20s, I've had, you know, friendships like that for sure. So, but yes, well put. <laughs> <laughs> this next one says, if you could bring back one TV show that was canceled, which one would you bring back? Oh, fuck. Not one that naturally reached a finale because they went for eight seasons, but it was like cut short. I already yeah. know my answer. Uh, go ahead with yours. I'm trying to think of mine. Firefly. Yeah, that's pretty popular one that a lot of people were like, why didn't this go on longer? Sort of. Yeah, thing. because I mean, it had like a great universe built around it. Like, you know, Joss Whedon was a huge, uh, you know, he was instrumental in it. Um and it was just great. I really enjoyed it. I'm actually rewatching it now with uh, Jesse because he's never seen it before. And I'm like, oh, dude, you'd love it. Are you kidding me? Hmm. I will say this is kind of like an oddball one because they did make more episodes, even though I didn't like them. But Arrested Development, like. They... I hear that compared to The Office a lot, but I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. If you love dry humor like The Office, you will love Arrested Development. But yeah, they sort okay. of they did three seasons and they're like, well, that's that. And so they they decided to come back and make more seasons recently. So it had been a quite a bit of time between the seasons and the Netflix ones because they went straight to Netflix. Oh, just were not as good. And I know Is a lot of other cast? Same cast, right? Same huh. cast, but they were just they, there was too much time. Too much time had transpired between the seasons. The actors and actresses got older. They're just the writing was a little different, maybe. Um, it just I know a lot of other hardcore arrested development fans were like, Yeah, no, I kind of share the same sentiment of it's it like not being as good. Yeah, it just yeah, wasn't it? So, I mean, I, again, kind of an oddball because they ended up doing more seasons, but I, I like to think that the first three are the show. <laughs> so, like, if you could bring it back, you'd bring it back with, like, original director and producers and, you know. I honestly, then. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think I'm okay with the show being only three seasons, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be nice. It would be nice to to see how they would have maybe done a, a sort of ending wrap up sort of season because the show is kind of just like loose in a way that like you can't see like this this uh, you know this story arc that's going over each episode, right? Like there is no like main super plot line that like brings everything together. Um, it just kind of flows, but okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've never seen that show, but I do hear it get compared to like The Office all the time, and like people are are really passionate about it the way that they are The Office. Yeah, and you have to really stick to it because there's a lot of stuff that's interconnected between episodes, and you'll really appreciate how they do that, though. So don't just think that you can like watch a random episode of Arrested Development and be like, oh shit, this is great doesn't work that way like you have to be committed so gotcha. sorry if you hear me like pushing this chair to the side my cat's being a nuisance right now <laughs> yeah jameson is running amok right now <laughs> yeah i had a caesar salad and he smells like the chicken that used to be in there and he's losing his little mind <laughs> Good lord oh to be a little cat what is the most addictive mobile game you've ever played Ooh, I'm going to go old school and say snake because that was mm -hmm. that was the mobile game back in the day on those old Nokia phones. Um, I remember playing I, on my friend's phone. Absolutely. And I think as time went on, I personally lost a lot of interest in uh, phone games just because uh, they weren't very good for a long time. I know they're good now. Um, but mm -hmm. of course I feel like the model that they use for a lot of really good phone games now are set up to where it's like pay to win or pay to progress or however it may be. 
they get you with the microtransactions. So I stay away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The one that I played that I really enjoyed was the, I think it was called like Fallout Dwellers. Hmm. And have you ever played the Fallout games? Yes. Okay. I've never played them, but I really liked this phone app. And you started with like a very small underground like bunker and like one or two people. And you had to like build other bunkers underground and keep building this like network that could sustain itself. So like Hmm. more water filtration, more indoor greenhouses, more power to to like fuel these things. Um, And it was just a really satisfying like world building game. And once in a while, you know, like a power room would explode or you'd get raided from the outside or like rescue people and you have a bigger colony and they can have babies and all kinds of stuff. But I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it seems like the world building uh, thing goes goes really well with Mm -hmm. the phone thing because of like the progress that you can see instantly and anywhere. Right. Like you can be, you know. Yeah, I mean, that and, like, you can pick it up and put it down at any point, unlike a computer game where you might have to be playing for 20 consecutive minutes in order to achieve Mm, something. That's true. Um, And it was just really nice if I was just, like, doing nothing at the time or wanted to check in on my little metropolis, and I would just, like, collect all the water or I'd build a robot to do it for me or whatever. And it was just, I don't know, it was pretty cool. It was very addictive. I played it for way too long. (laughs) Yeah, did you spend any money on it? No, I no, I would never uh did like microtransaction stuff. Good I like for building you. it the slow way. Yeah. <laughs> the free to play way. <laughs> yeah, because I mean you still get there and then you get to enjoy the game longer. That's true. Oh, interesting. Um this one's about our phones again, but it Uh-oh. says what kind of case did you get for your phone and why? I like a very simple case. Uh, mine has like little ridge textures on it. Uh, it's very sleek, slim. I mean, it's not very fancy at all. Um, it's Is it the same color as your phone or different? It's a different color. Um, it's a dark blue, which blue is my favorite color. Um, okay. Yeah, I just wanted it to be functional, sleek, uh, and simple and cheap. Nice. How much was it? Uh, 12 12 13 bucks right around there okay okay so. um so i really liked the color of my phone because it's like a really deep hunter green and it was like the first green iphone that came out and i was like oh fuck yeah green's my Love favorite that. color hell yeah <laughs> um and it's completely clear is my case and i also have this thing um called the love handle on the back of it to make it easier to hold um, some people have pop sockets, but you have to like push your hand around the pop socket to like retain holding it. And it would give you like a hand cramp after a while. Like if you're on like the Kindle app and reading a book or like scrolling Twitter or something like, I don't know, it just gets annoying. So I, I yeah. like having this little like fabric loop on my phone. I also have a sticker on there from Thunder Stepper, Thunder Scepter 11, but it's all worn out. It's just like little eyeballs now. <laughs> What's what is that? Um, so his community is called the storm and all of his emotes are like little clouds doing different things. And this one is just like, uh, a cloud, uh, with a pair of like underwear on it's called Thundy undies. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to shout out to them. Um, no, that's cool though. I always found the pop sockets to be a little cheesy, to be honest, but my problem and I, I want I want that now, now that you've showed it to me, because my problem is I support the bottom of my phone with my pinky. Yeah, and it hurts. My pinky is so if I was to like inject creatine into my pinky, it mm-hmm. would be the buffest pinky on the block. <laughs> I mean, like, do you ever see yeah. the people that have like the perma indent in their pinky from holding their phone? I'm surprised I don't, honestly. What like <laughs> Yeah, I've seen people that have that dent because they have like an XL size phone and they're supporting it with like their tiniest finger. Yeah. Well, to yeah. be fair, I tried to stay off my phone as much as possible. I know like we've done episodes and stuff where we talked about social media and phones mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I I try my best to stay away from this device (laughs) yeah but i mean for the times when you can't avoid it or you want to be on it 
I definitely yes. recommend a love handle. I got the XL one um, because my phone is rather large, but you can also put those like on tablets, um, but they also have like shorter mm. ones and they're pretty cool. They do get like loose after a long time. I probably had this one like about a year, um, sure. but it's, it's never like slipped off or anything. And if it gets like weird, you can wash it. So that's kind of cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Um, the next one says, what food looks disgusting? But tastes delicious. Ooh. I'm trying um, to think of like what looks gross to me, like food wise, because a lot the, of food looks real weird. The first thing that came to my mind was salsa. And I guess mm. salsa isn't really that disgusting looking, but it can be. I think so many people are just used to how salsa looks that they don't even recognize it as like red chunky soup. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with me. I'm a weirdo and love mixing salsa and sour cream together and then eating it that way. I've heard so, of people doing that with guacamole. Ooh, okay. Like guacamole and salsa or guacamole and sour cream? And sour cream. Ooh, I don't know about that. I like that it like makes it like uh like a little fluffier and then the oh. sour cream in it keeps the guac from going brown. That's okay. That's smart. That's smart. I like that. I'm gonna have to try that now. But honestly, whenever you mix the salsa and the sour cream, it looks like puke. It really does. I can see that. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it though. It tastes great. I just love like the balance of flavors. That's fair. As for like disgusting, um, I don't know. So I got like authentic Mexican food the other day, and there was like this platter for two thing that you could get. And this shit came in a catering tray. Like, I don't know how much two people are supposed to eat, but this was for a family of six. Um, <laughs> and you ordered this for yourself? No, it was for me and Jesse. Okay. Um, it was on <laughs> Halloween. And he ordered from, like, a place we haven't been to before. Yeah. And we got one of those big, like, aluminum foil trays that, like, you could cook a turkey in. Yeah. Um, completely full of different meats. And then on the side was, like, rice and beans and like 50 tortillas and other stuff but amongst the meats um was a very squiggly thing that i have never seen before oh um jesse ate some he said it tasted pretty good but i'm pretty sure it was some kind of intestine because that's what it looked like it was like all squiggly like that yeah but I wasn't brave enough to try it at the time because I like I was hungry and I wanted to eat something good and I didn't want to like <laughs> roll the dice to see how I would feel about this. Um, but yeah. Was this like a super authentic Mexican restaurant? Yeah, for sure. Okay, that explains it because I know for a fact like any of those Americanized Mexican restaurants that we all love would never I have something like that. and stuff. Yeah, like like Karen and Jim who are going in there to enjoy an anniversary meal don't want intestines. Mm -hmm. You know, they want their chimichanga like smothered in that cheap cheese. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I want to like maybe get something similar again and try it because I've had pho and sometimes when you get that, it's, it's a gamble um, as to like what you're going to get. I'm not, yeah. Very, I'm not a very picky eater, but I went to like a new pho place when I moved to Reno, Nevada. And when I looked at the reviews, someone was like, oh, if you're like kind of an adventurous eater and you like something really spicy, get like N64 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and when I got it, it was like a hot bowl of broth and in the middle was a pig snout. Um, and I was like, oh, OK, well, aggressive. And I had to like ask the dude, I'm like, what part do you eat? Like, do you eat the whole thing? Um, and he's like, no, there's like some meat towards like the back part of it that you eat. And I ate that and it was actually really fucking good. I'm like, sure. And like they dig with their noses, you know? So it's like really, I don't know. It's really good meat. Yeah. They work the whatever is in there. Oh, jowls yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I was going to say it's probably jowl meat, but I'm... I'm not a doctor, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Take bits and stuff, but yeah, I would say that that looked really disgusting. Just having like a snout in your, in your soup. And then you're like, ah, uh, but it was actually pretty tasty. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I like I'm I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> they also put these like um cubes in there of I think it's I think it's pork blood. I'm not sure. But it's like little like jelly cubes of of blood and they put those in there. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's interesting as well. You don't you don't find that a lot in in the States. I don't People. think so. I've only encountered it like twice. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you would find that in a lot of like very authentic ethnic restaurants in like New York or other big cities. It was you know, pretty tasty. Cook. The the consistent th- consistency threw me off for a second because I didn't know what it was. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll eat it. And I was like, this is really thick jello. <laughs> Wait, are you sure you weren't supposed to like let it dissolve more into the dish? I mean, it did a little bit. Um but yeah, I it was hmm. I don't know. It was in there. It had been like 10 minutes. I figured if it was going to fall apart, it would have. <laughs> You're just out here eating blood cubes like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, blood cubes and pig snouts. Right. <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing wrong with it. What do you do to get rid of stress? Ooh, so if you guys have listened to uh older episodes, we did a thing where we basically meditated for was it over a month? I can't remember now. It I think was a, a month. month was our goal. A month every day for a month, and mm-hmm. uh, that was huge. The thing lately, though, and I just mentioned this earlier, but taking baths. Baths oh, are okay. awesome. Like I've been loving it. Like I'll I'll get in there. I'll put some bubble bath in there. I'll put like this fancy salt stuff that my girlfriend got me in there. Epsom salt, hell yeah. yeah whatever it is uh you know i sprinkle that in there i turn on the lo-fi i light a little candle mm-hmm. i might open a beer you know and i just enjoy myself I, I it's been really great i took one right before we left for vacation as sort of like a it's finally vacation i can i can relax mm-hmm. type of thing okay so yeah nice dude yeah. you should get some uh some bath bombs I've gotten one before and I didn't really feel like they did very much. Are they supposed to like be. So the the thing like, is like, since bath bombs are such a thing now, there's a lot of really bad ones out there. Yeah. And it'll, it'll basically just be like the green food coloring and baking soda. And then you chuck it in there and you're like, Oh, it's slightly mintier in here. Yeah. And then they <laughs> charge you like six bucks for it or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would definitely look up some good ones with like, aspects to them that you like whether it's like the smells or you know what they're supposed to do for you okay Um, yeah if you like the salts and stuff i think you'd like that too thanks oh wise one (laughs) (laughs) um the thing that i do to get rid of stress is actually like physical labor (laughs) i feel like when my when my brain is on overdrive if i just tire myself out Usually I can get like my brain to shut up a little bit more. So I'll go outside and I'll um, like mow the grass or, you know, come uh, take all the, what the fuck do you call it? The leaves and put them in piles or pick up branches. If there was a storm, like stuff like that, go like edge the driveway or dig weeds out with a screwdriver, you know, <laughs> that's old school right there. <laughs> yeah. Something um, about it just makes me happy. So, so is it more like the mental, uh, like distraction or is it more like the physical, like wear that you're putting on yourself that makes you forget about it or both? I think it's a combination of both. Like definitely being physically tired just makes everything more tired. You know, like it makes your brain calm down a little bit more because when you're sitting down and you're overthinking and you're anxious and you're not doing anything, you just have like more power being put into your brain to overthink, you know? Right. Yeah. Like I can't be the type of person that's like, oh, I'm stressed. I'll just work about it. You know, like I'll just go to work and I'll be so engulfed in work that I won't think about it. No, it doesn't work that way for me. Like I've got to, I've got to, I've got to go on like a, on like a really hard run, you know, Mm -hmm. and just, just build up a really good sweat and you know, do some push-ups until I can't do push-ups anymore, you know, like that. More or less just beating it out of yourself is what I like to do sometimes as well. Yeah, I I definitely would agree with the differentiation between like working like labor-wise and working job-wise because I've tried to like, oh, well, my brain like won't shut up and life is hard right now. So let's just throw myself into a project. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And I just found that that project I was working on, if I hit any like bumps in the road, they would stress me out more than normal. Yes. So yeah, I definitely opt for doing something where a ton of your attention isn't needed, like, you know, raking leaves or crap yeah. like that. Yeah, no, I was going to say like something brainless, but that will also tire you out like running, you know, I mean, it's just, you just run and then you run some more and then you're really tired and you're like, okay, I guess I'll go to bed now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's something about it. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there's some kind of chemical in your brain that gets released when you do hard labor that is just like, all right, probably something in like the lines of like serotonin endorphins somewhere in there, you know, where it's like a happy brain chemical. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's like some sort of, well, I mean, there is runner's high. That is a thing. I'm sure that like does factor into the fact that I like to do that to relieve stress is getting that runner's high and yeah, you know, helping, helping the battle, helping in the battle. Well, cool. I like that. I do yard work and you take baths. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This next one says, what cartoons did you watch as a child? Oh, man. So many. I mean, Saturday night or Saturday Saturday morning was like the morning for cartoons. Is that like WB Um, Kids or was that Sundays? I think WB Kids was Sundays, yeah? I think. I can't remember. I remember like Sailor Moon would be on WB Kids after Pokemon. and That was my shit. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you guys that are listening, you'll have to uh, remember that there is a seven-year difference between us, right? Or eight-year. Eight, yeah, seven-year difference between Adrian and I. So things were a little different. I remember Saturday morning cartoons okay. and and wrestling, I think, maybe. I don't remember. Like WWE? Yeah, on Saturday mornings, I think, or Sunday. One of those two. One of those mornings. Super weird. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's like one cartoon that really stuck with me i think courage the cowardly dog was probably my primary cartoon i really enjoyed that one for some i don't think i watched that one was that that one's still kind of older right um i would say it is older because as my sister was growing up and they're six years younger than me like it was already dated and nobody watched it anymore okay Maybe that just like flew by the the radar for me, like just yeah, just past the radar for me. Um, I want to say like Scooby Doo was probably my most like beloved cartoon. That or like He Man. Oh man, He Man, Masters of the Universe. I definitely okay. like that as well. Courage, the Cowardly Dog came out in 1996. I'm gonna Google a picture really quick. Oh, also the ones that popped up. I watched these too. Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, uh, yeah. Johnny Bravo. Cow and Chicken. So that that era of cartoons was like just past when I would have probably stopped watching. But I know. Yeah, I know of what you're talking about. That and was I, peak cartoonage for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's just that's shit. That's just like simple like age difference for sure. I I do recognize this Courage the Cowardly Dog. I do. But yeah, I did not watch. Yeah, because this was on Cartoon Network, it looks like, and Cartoon Network wasn't really on my radar. Oh my gosh, the magic school bus. Oh, okay. Ed and Nettie, hell yeah. Powerpuff girls. Rugrats. Damn, I forgot how many cartoons I used to watch. Oh, I'm sure that I'm forgetting a ton. A ton. Ooh, Recess. Recess was great. Recess was also one of those, like, I watched it probably well into middle school, and I was kind of like, I shouldn't be watching this. This is not cool. Like, as an eighth grader, I still probably watched Recess, and I was like, this is... I'm an eighth grader. Like this is this is not what eighth graders watch. Like, why I feel I like that's why there were other cartoons um, that were a little bit more mature. You know, like I think Yu-Gi-Oh was probably like middle school type stuff. And yeah. Pokemon, Digimon, I was say, Pokemon for me was the one that was like sort of a little more, I guess, edgy. 
but it, it was still wholesome. I mean, <laughs> it had wholesome moments for sure. But you also got to see like Ash just be like a shithead kid. Yeah. Or like struggle through really hard times or mm -hmm. like whatever. You development. Know. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, that was like a little trip down memory lane. Definitely. Um, what is your favorite cuisine? Oh, man. I mean, it's easy for me to say barbecue. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but like the one thing, if I, if there, if this, if this type of food was healthy to eat, I would be fucking eating this shit every day. And that's, that's pasta, like just rich pasta dishes. I would eat that shit every day. So you would but, say more like Italian food? Yeah. I mean, Italian food in general, but yeah, more specifically pasta dishes. <laughs> I would just be fucking that shit up. Like just be super like job of the hut on my couch. Just eating you know fettuccine alfredo every night Dude, <laughs> no problem awesome. <laughs> i have no just, problem with just taking just, carb naps let's just do the podcast from our couches i mean Hell it's fine yeah. <laughs> sounds great to me i can make i can make the mic arms i can get one of those tripod mic arms you know that just mm -hmm. sits on the tripod it's fine <laughs> nice nice i think for me the cuisine that I really enjoy is it's a, it's a tie between probably like authentic Indian food mm. and Filipino food. Okay. You're far more cultured than me. <laughs> I think it's just the, the spices that I really like because in Indian food, you get a lot of like goat cheese is so fucking good. Um, I usually either get like Palak paneer, um, which is kind of like, I think it's mostly like spinach, but it's some kind of pureed greens with rice and like these really tasty goat cheese cubes. Okay. And it's just, it's so comforting. Or um, butter chicken, which funnily enough doesn't have any butter in it. Um, hmm. It's cooked in like, it's slow cooked for a long ass time in this like curry turmeric tomato paste. And it's right. so fucking good. It's so tender after you eat it. I'll I saw get rashes eating it. Yeah, I saw a Reddit uh, thread on that dish, and I it made me really? want to eat it. Oh, well, so here's good. here's the crazy thing. Um, I'm sure I'll get some hate for this, but I haven't had legit chicken tiki masala up until like last month. Did my you love it? Oh my god. My girlfriend ordered it for us through Grubhub or whatever it was. And oh, I yeah. was like, I was like, babe, I'm like shoving my, I'm shoving this into my face. Babe, I'm oh like, my God, babe. I can't. Yeah. I was like, babe, this is amazing. Babe, babe, <laughs> babe, babe. Like it was so good. And they gave us non bread and it oh, was. Oh, non is so good. It's like oh. what tortillas should have been. Well, what I found out was traditionally they don't eat chicken tiki masala with rice. They just have non bread and the chicken. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't really believe in our fat ways in America of having two carbs in one meal. So they'll just have the bread as their carb and then use their hands to sort of scoop up the chicken and the sauce. Yeah. If you I, ever go to like an authentic place with your friends, all of your food is on one big dish together. And then you just get like a little plate of non to yourself. And that's your. Your food transporter. I want. I want that. I like. Like. Let's. Let's go. <laughs> I want to. I want to do that. <laughs> it is tasty. I hope you're not left-handed. I'm not. Okay. Because there is like a, a proper hand to to eat things with. Oh, that's a thing. That's like a faux pas. Like they don't. They like look down Customarily, on that. Primarily, yes, because, um, from from what I know, in a lot of areas the sewer system isn't modern you know so mm. you have like a hand that is considered unclean and then you have a hand that you eat with yes i have heard that i have heard that okay gotcha noted as far as <laughs> indian food have you had any of the desserts that's the thing that i probably love the most no oh man there's these little do you like honey oh love honey there's these little 
rice dumplings. I don't really know what they're made out of, but they're soaked in like this honey syrup. And then they oh. um, serve it with like a like a rice pudding kind of. I think I know what you're talking about. Or at least I've had something similar from the Mediterranean place that's next to okay. my work. Something similar to that. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, they have so many good things. I don't know the names of like any of it. Right. I just if I see it like on the menu and there's pictures, I'm like, oh my fucking god, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's like a very American thing. You're just like, ah, I I point, you bring me, like mm -hmm. that's it. <laughs> yeah, super tasty. Yeah, I would happily eat like Filipino food, like synagogue or um, Indian food, like forever. If I never had to see a hot dog again, I wouldn't be sad. Right. Right. I'm I'm over hot dogs. I've I denounce them. I'm I'm fine. My my life is fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm probably the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one kind of goes uh to one of the other things that we were going to discuss, which is what season are you most active in? Oh, um, motherfucking fall. <laughs> really? Yes. I come to life in fall like i feel legit like i'm not gonna say depressed but i feel like there's a cloud over me in the middle of summer and in the middle of winter and then the two in between seasons of spring and fall mm -hmm. i like spring don't get me wrong spring is nice because you're like you're coming out of hibernation it's great you know mm -hmm. um but just for whatever reason, going into fall and like getting that nice, brisk, like clear air. And so you're starting to get like that now then, like this is your season? Yes, this is where I come alive. So <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, I love it. I think spring is my most active season because it goes so well with like my hobbies, which the main one is gardening. So yes. in spring, you just get to like rip shit up in your, your landscape. You know, you're like, oh, do I want to plant a tree? Let's dig a big fucking hole. Do you want a new garden bed? You want this? You want that? Like you just get to go outside and just, I don't know, be as constructive as possible. And I love it. I mean, that makes sense. You know, they're, they're, you have a bunch of plant babies that have been, you know, sheltered inside and uh, it's time for them to be free. Oh, dude, I felt so defeated by these fucking squirrels and chipmunks that are around here because in like January, February of uh, this year, I had pre-seeded like indoors because some things you have to like start germinating indoors before they can go outdoors. Right. And I, I did a bunch of onions and they're uh, they're like yellow onions. And I put them in the super long rectangle planter and they were getting big. I was going to let them overwinter and then um, harvest them probably next summer when they were like super big and got all their layers. But these fucking squirrels right now are in prime hide your food anywhere you can, uh, can time. Right. And they dug up all of my onions and replaced them with like pecans and bullshit. So, <laughs> I went out there one day and like all the dirt was out of there or like all the dirt was like thrown everywhere and all the onions were like all fucked up. And I'm like, what the hell happened? No, so I left my front door open. So it's just like our glass door. And I sat there for a while with my coffee. And then I saw this stupid little chipmunk with like a big like nut in the side of his cheek, hop in there, fling some shit out to make way and put a nut in there. <laughs> so mad i was like you understand it took me eight months to grow those you little shits <laughs> yeah that's why i'm like really put off by like growing anything outdoors um in the city because apparently they're just like there's so there's so many people that are more concentrated in the city that i guess squirrels know that that's sort of like the jackpot because mm. they can just find so much more shit because there's so many more people in less space you know yeah you have to have like a uh like a planter box with like a physical barrier on it you know that's the only thing that right. keeps them out like a spray maybe it'll annoy them i don't know yeah. if it'll stop them but yeah a barrier is the best way yeah that's where i'm just like do i really want to take the time to build a barrier like <sighs> i probably man. will in the spring next year because if not i don't know how much of my stuff is going to stand a chance i don't want like bunnies you know rolling in and mowing everything down 
Right. I feel like somebody at your level of plant love, you should have like a really nice outdoor setup. So I support yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Get out dang. that chicken wire and start building. Yeah, electrical <laughs> little fences and stuff. Yeah. When you were in school, were you the class clown or the teacher's pet? Or if you weren't like a hardcore either one, which one did you lean towards? Yeah, I was never either of those. Um, I uh, I actually, in my, I think it was eighth grade. It might have been seventh grade. We got like class awards, which was kind of oh. weird because it like, well, to be fair, to be fair, they all made them very positive uh awards so like there was nothing negative like oh uh You're here's, a shitter. yeah here's the award for sleeping in class the most you know it was it wasn't that it wasn't that okay. so i got most laid back award I don't, okay i don't know i guess i was just i just went with the flow like i was i was a good enough student to like fly under the radar but Huh. I really honestly did not care that much in middle school. I wasn't, I definitely was not studious by any means. I was more concerned about like playing video games and, and my chain wallet and wearing Jinkos, you know? Yeah. I definitely wasn't a class clown. Cause I feel like those people, like a lot of people know them as such. And if I had to choose between the two, I was definitely more of like a teacher's pet because there's so, there were some teachers where I was like really close with them. Like they were super cool people um, as well as being cool teachers. So I would say more that I think there was like probably a handful of teachers throughout like my academic career that I'll probably remember forever. No, definitely. I mean, just because you like a teacher and you've maybe talked to them here and there outside of class. Doesn't mm -hmm. really make you a teacher's pet, right? Um, especially in high school. Oh, in high school, I, I stopped caring as much. It was more like I think middle school. I made like the most relationships with with teachers because um, they they really like tried to to mold your little brain. You know, you're like, right. please care about things. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, like true. my my algebra teacher, um, him and I would trade CDs back and forth because he was super into music and so was I and he was like willing to listen to my music and at the time you know like no adult in my life wanted to listen to the things I was listening to <laughs> but he would listen to something like love hate hero which I would give him and then he would give me a cd um was it like twisted cane or something like that I can't remember okay. yeah it was a lot of like um like metal type music and I was just like all right all right I'm I'm googling this now. Twisted cane, like with a K. I think, it, or or twist of cane, something like that. Uh, nothing twisted. came up for mm. twisted cane, but it, it's obvious that we need to start a metal band called Twisted Cane now. So I hope you're ready. Oh, it was by Danzig. Twist of cane was the song. Oh yeah, Danzig. Okay. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay okay. I I I could see an adult in your life at that time being in a Danzig for sure, because they would have been like, they were probably a teenager in like the eighties. Yeah. I would say that's right. He was a fairly young teacher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that sounds, super about, cool. sounds about right. I think we got time for maybe two more. Okay. Okay. Where is the most awe inspiring place you have been? Oh man. Mine is the Redwood Forest for sure. For sure. I, I honestly want to say the Smoky Mountains. Um, just okay. because that's probably the highest elevation that I've been in. Um I I'm sure that I will go to more breathtaking places soon, hopefully. Uh, because I'm like hooked now. Like I wanna go. I want to go up mountains and shit. So <laughs> nice. What did you find about it? That was like awe inspiring. Um, I mean, just, just like pause. I mean, just, yeah, just the beauty. Just it's, I've never like been really up into the mountains before, aside from being in Colorado. 
and okay. being like driven up the highway that like kind of goes into the mountains, like past Red Rocks and stuff like that. Oh, like that's, got, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's a little different. But uh, when you take a four wheeler up into the mountains and you like go to like little overlooks and stuff, it's just like it makes you feel small, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's part of what got me about the Redwoods, because I think it was about two years ago, Jesse and I uh, weren't able to get back to Michigan for Christmas because we had already used up like our PTO and whatnot. But we were able to take like a small weekend for ourselves. And we lived in Nevada at the time. So we just hopped right across the border over to California right. and booked a little like cabin for ourselves and then went hiking for like two days. And that's it sick. was it was really awe-inspiring because, like, one, there was no people there because it's Christmas. And who the fuck goes to the Redwoods for Christmas? Yeah. I think we saw one person in, like, four days. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, those trees are just so insanely huge. I have a picture of me next to one. And we had to take, like, a panoramic picture because the tree was just so huge you couldn't get it in frame. Right. Um, but I mean, those things are just so fucking old, like hundreds and hundreds of years old. And you just you feel like you're just like a little blip, you know, kind of like how you felt small in a mountain. Like I just felt so young. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a little creaky. I'm a little old, you know, but like those things have hundreds of years on me. And I was just like, oh, damn, that's so cool. I've heard basically the same experience from a ton of people. Uh, did you get to drive through one of them? Um, so we didn't go through like the most popular routes. So oh, okay. we, we didn't do the one where like you drive through the tree, but we did see these two trees that were twisted together. It was like a corkscrew. I think what? it was called. Yeah, it was like two trees that had just grown around each other, like all the way up to the top. And they're they're so thick. They're so insanely thick. Like bigger than my truck like it's insane that's so cool i it's definitely on the bucket list i would love to do that well i would just love to do northern california just period and just sort of uh see the more like yeah just the the nature side of california because i've been to well some of the city side i guess you know mm -hmm. but and i guess the beach side if you want to put it that way as well but uh yeah need to go to northern california check it out I agree. Totally should. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if this one will apply to you, but okay. what was the last book you read? Ooh, um, let's see. So I've probably mentioned this before on the podcast, but I normally only read when I vacation. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't read it all on my last vacation. <gasps> so that was crazy. A fraud. Well, here's the thing. I didn't fly. We drove. Oh, so okay. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I did a good chunk of driving. Uh, Emily did too, of course. But um, yeah, so I didn't do any reading. But uh, let's see. The last time that I traveled extensively on a plane, it would have been Dr. Sleep. Was, oh, uh, and that's, the, um, oh, fuck. Who is that? It's a horror author. It's, yes. It's not, Stephen King. Uh, okay. I was either yeah. that or Dean Koontz. So it was one of the two. Yeah, so that is the sequel to The Shining, and okay. it follows the boy in The Shining later on. So it's it's I think it's even better than The Shining, but it was a different time of Stephen King's life. So who knows? Okay. <laughs> Maybe okay. he was on more or less cocaine at that time. I don't know. It's a gamble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Maybe I'll have to read that because I read The Shining and that book was really good. It was just yeah. also terrifying. Yeah, I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? The last book that I read um, actually came out like two, three days ago. Oh, um, it was this author's first book. They're a former Twitch partner. Um, like they're still partnered, but they just don't stream anymore. Cool. It's by Aaron B. Black. And the name of the book is Firewall Down. And it's a really cool book. Have you ever... The world it, it's in is kind of, you know, when things like body augmentation is normal. Like if you wanted like a robotic leg or things like that. Sure. And this guy is a detective. And there's something like fuck cataclysmic that happens in like the first chapter. And then his... 
entire adventure after that is different. Um, mm. And he's like a detective with like a, the local police department, but he's like a really gifted person at just like figuring shit out. So if you like those kind of like mystery crime kind of things, but also a little bit sci-fi, like it's really dope. It's really dope. Yeah, that seems like it it touches a lot of different niches. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's cool. I would compare it the most to like Altered Carbon, if you've ever read that book or seen that show. No, but I know what you're talking about. And mm -hmm. it's kind of been on my radar, but again, I don't really, uh, I don't, sci-fi isn't huge for me. It's not huge for me. That's fair. So. But yeah, it was a really good book. I totally recommend it. It's like, I think four bucks or something. Um, oh, hell yeah. For, for like the e-copy. Yeah, that's that, that's worth it. Four bucks. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Okay. Well, this was fun. I liked this. I did too. I did too. We we definitely need to do this again. We're actually over time, but uh, <gasps> whatever. We're good. We're good. You guys will get that little extra content out of us. <laughs> All right. You have any finishing thoughts before I speed read us out of here? No, I'm good. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We do put out episodes every single Wednesday. You can find us on YouTube and Spotify. And if you really, really, really like our content, maybe con consider supporting us on Patreon. Exhaustion's podcast, it's only a dollar and it goes a long way and we really appreciate it. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye,